This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, the final 50 minutes here before we hand things off to the LSU Sports Network tonight. It's LSU and Alabama from Bryant Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa. Herb Tyler is going to give us his keys to this game. And Herb, let's jump right in right now and let's take a look. LSU's offensive line, it has pretty much surpassed any expectation yes. this season. They've come so far, these young mm-hmm. guys, three freshmen at one time. One time they were four. How do they overachieve again tonight? It was unbelievable what they did against Auburn, but how do they do it tonight on the road? They just got to dig down deep within themselves, man. You got to be able to take everything that you have learned throughout your you know, long time of playing football and channel the very best of you from within um, and not be intimidated by what you see across the line from you. Um, and then, you know, trust in the, in the process and trust in what you guys have been doing since day one um, under Coach O um, and then under Coach Canada so so that you can just take everything that you, you, you've you learned from that point and you put it on the field and you leave it all on the field. Um, there's 100, you got to play 100%, 100 miles an hour, um, you know, just trust in the fact that, that what Coach Moffitt has done in the weight room with you is going to help you uh, 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 be successful at what you guys are going to be doing tonight. And once again, do not get intimidated by what you see on the other side of the ball because they're men just like you are. They put their pants on the same way. Um, they're, they're not superhuman, if you will. They just, you know, they can be beat. They can be beaten. Herb, when you look at it, the course of the last several matchups in this win streak by Alabama, six straight, LSU has been – Close in some contests, yep. but then the ones that they haven't been, Alabama just wore them down. Uh, how, how do they keep – I think everyone expects LSU to come out and play hard for a while, hard as they can, as long as they can. As long as they don't make mistakes, they should stay around. But how do they keep from getting worn down so much in this contest, particularly when in the trenches, offensive line and defensive line is, is not their strongest depth areas? Yeah, it, you know, it's difficult to say how can you prevent it. Um, eventually, you're going to get tired. I mean, you're not – like you said, we're not we're not playing Madden football to where you can create a player and then turn off the energy levels, if you will. Um, they're going to get tired. But, you know, the, the old cliche is mind over matter. So at that point, you have to just put it in your brain that there's nothing that's going to stop you no matter what's in front of you. Um, you have to just, you know, be the Superman that you can be from within. Um, you know, and then play smart, too. You know, um, you know, the, the, there's when you hit a whistle, blow, stop. You know what I mean? You play to the whistle, not beyond mm-hmm. the whistle. Let's call it that. So conserve some of your energy. And, and, and uh, like Jeff, I think, was talking about a little bit earlier, if if we can kind of con- control some of that clock, what happens is when you control the clock offensively, you get stronger, you know, and the defense wears down. Um, and then if our defense can get off the field, get those, you know, Alabama um, three and outs or maybe two, 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 uh, you know, uh, you know, maybe get one first down on a possession mm-hmm. and then get them to punt or turnover, something like that, then we reserve our energy defensively that way. Um, and then field position is going to be key, too. So if we don't have to march down the field, um, you know, for 80 yards, 90 yard plays or drives, um, then we'll be fine offensively. And then if we can keep 
you know, Alabama to short drives and then get our 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 guys on offense the ball back, then we'll be fine as well. And, of course, uh, when you talk about these things that come up big, Alabama, what's interesting, one note, and I put in my uh, – be uh, keeping an eye on things, Alabama's is, is perfect 11 for 11 on fourth downs this year. Hmm. So if they are faced with a fourth and short, they have not been afraid to go for it. And they are perfect on fourth down. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll go behind enemy lines once again. Ben Jones, who covers Alabama football for TideSports.com and the Tuscaloosa News, he will talk to us live from Tuscaloosa to give us his take on the Tide and the Tigers. Getting closer to hand it off to the LSU Sports Network. We'll hand it off in about 45 minutes. A 7-10 kickoff. Number 2 Alabama, number 19 LSU tonight right here on Tiger Radio, WWL. And welcome back. Getting closer to LSU and Alabama. Out to the phones we go. Let's go online one for Charlie. Charlie, good evening. You're on WWL. Hey, Deke. Herb, how y'all doing? Doing All well, right, Charlie. Charlie. How are you? I just I just left the Lions den. I was over at the Beau Ravage playing poker, and ain't nothing but Alabama fans <laughs> over there. I heard that. I mean, Deke, you know, you know, I'm not going to say we're going to beat them, but I think we're going to shock them. I think it's going to be a tight game. The last six years, it's been tight. Yeah, they beat us last year. It was 10 nothing in Tiger Stadium. If, 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 if Alabama's so good, let's just give them the win, not even play the game. That ain't what they do. They you, play the game. You're right, Charlie. Look, man, I'm going to say they're going to beat them. That's what I'm going to say because I'm a Tiger for life, man, and I bleed purple and gold, and I, I'll never go against my boys, um, and, and it doesn't matter who they're playing against. And I said that before, and I'll say it again. So um, I'm, I'm with you 100%, Charlie. If, if, well, you, don't, if you don't want to play, the, if you're going to give them the game, give them the game right now. Don't let them play. Go ahead and give them the game. You should have given the game last week. But you know what? Tonight we got to play, and we're going to show up, and we're going to show out tonight. I promise you that. We, we, we played good the first two weeks of the year. I thought this team was going to be special. Then we lost Mississippi State and Troy. I was at all the games. Herb, I make all the games. They weren't as good as what they started out, and they're not as bad as what they played those two games. We win the last three games in a row, correct? Florida, Auburn. Yep. The only thing, Dick, I'm worried about is next week we beat Arkansas because my hair's too pretty to shave off, Dick. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's, it, that's right. Char- Charlie got that bit. Yeah, Charlie, I think you're going to be all right. The only thing I'd be a little nervous about, you know, well, anybody would be nervous because it's so early in the morning. But, yeah. you know, that's yeah. – he, he called me. He told me. He said, well, you know, they're going to have that Alabama hangover. I said, yeah, let's just play the game. I have a great weekend, and go Tigers! All right, Charlie. Charlie. Thank you very much. We yeah. appreciate it. I like that. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's a lot of uh, – I don't think everybody in these parts is a diehard or all-time Alabama fan. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to factor into it the, the, the bandwagon, the you know, the front-runner yeah, people too. You know what I mean? How many of you all used to come up and see all these 49er jackets, all these Bulls jackets? Uh, let's see, uh, who has been successful? Just think about it now. Teams made runs. Even people around here with the Patriots. I mean, who, yep. who around here with the Patriots? It's because there's it's a sensation to want to be with a winner. And and that that's no different than Alabama. No different than Alabama. They picked up a lot of people, uh, you know, that, oh, I've been with them since day one. No, it's, yeah. no, that's, that's not true. That's not true. But, hey, it happens when you are successful. I mean, LSU experiences that sometimes, too, when they make runs. I mean, we Absolutely. saw the Saints have that, too. So I think there are a lot of Tide fans in these parts, but I also think there are a lot of front runners 
in these parts too as well. Is where anywhere else they'll hurt. Well, sometimes you, sometimes you got to jump on a bandwagon, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Just make sure you jump on the right bandwagon when it's time. Because yeah, at stay some with point, them the whole time. Look, at some point, the, one of those wheels on that wagon will fall off. And are you going to jump off, or are you going to stay on? Nine times in ten, you'll jump off. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm going to tell you this. I'm never jumping off of my LSU bandwagon, baby. I didn't think you. I'm would, on girl. it. I'm one of the axles that's gonna support it and keep it up. <laughs> you like you like uh uh and we were watching Central Intelligence last night when The Rock <laughs> kept asking Kevin Hart, "Are you in? Are you in?" And finally came in and said, "I'm in. I'm, I'm in. in." Herb said, "I'm never jumping off. I never, never jumping, jumping off. off." The top two of the top four sack uh, leaders in the conference square off the day, Herb, and that'll be key. Obviously, if LSU can get there, three and three and three point two, three and a half sacks a game, mm-hmm. they've been averaging. Tigers are second in the SEC with 26 sacks on the season. Alabama's fourth with 23. And that's going to be key tonight, Herb, because not only pressure, but can LSU pressure Jalen Hurts and not let him get away? And that's going to yeah. be key because yeah. uh, I think, and no knock against him, Herb, but I think Jalen Hurts is looking to run when, once he makes that first read more so than try to make the second check down, the progressions, because he – Looking at the numbers, he's not comfortable doing that. The numbers say it all. Um, I don't, you know, whether or not he's looking to do it, this is what happens. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just a natural instinct for him to, if the first read is not there or that second read is not there, for him to take off and not really look at the third or the check down, which would be the back or a tight end or something like that. So the, my biggest thing, once again, is to get pressure in his face up front, can keep containment on the outside so that he doesn't, you know, he doesn't go right or left. He kind of has to step up into the pressure, and then we can get some uh, some sacks or some errant throws or, or or just him just not making the right decisions, and uh, we maybe we can get a strip fumble or something like that. You never know what's going to happen, but that's what we have to do. We can't let him get outside. We can't let him beat us with his legs. And, I, you know, things that are key tonight too, well, Herb, is uh, obviously third downs. And, you know, Alabama leads the league in opponents' third down conversions. LSU is going to have to be in a situation where they need manageable third downs. Mm-hmm. They don't need third and long. And then on the flip side, LSU is going to have to put Alabama in some third and six or longer so they can think about passing. Because if not, I would think six and under, Alabama is going to feel very comfortable with an opportunity to move the ball on the ground, yeah. particularly going into the contest. Now, we'll see how things go once it gets into it. Helping us talk about the Alabama Crimson Tide, covering the Tide for Tide Sports and the Tuscaloosa news is Ben Jones. Ben, thank you so much for the time. And Ben, you've been sizing this up all week long. When you look at this matchup, what do you see? You know, I think a lot of it is just going to come down to what you see in the trenches. Um, That's kind of where this battle has been won and lost in the last few years, Uh, you know, kind of for better or for for both teams. Um, it, It really seems like Alabama has the edge there. Hey Ben, look uh, with, with that. You know, I'm gonna tell you right now, those guys up front for Alabama are beasts, and I think that they uh, have always done a really great job of of recruiting all the right guys that fit their systems and uh, and 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 can make things happen. How going into this particular game is Alabama just really truly overconfident or extremely very confident that up front that they can have a they have a, a better chance of of winning the battle. Uh, I don't know if they're overconfident or not. You know, um, we've seen some of the results over the last few weeks, big wins over, you know, really every SEC team that they played over Vanderbilt and mm-hmm. over Ole Miss and Tennessee and Arkansas. Um, I think that it, it it would be kind of easy to fall into that trap of believing that you kind of can't be stopped, but we haven't seen it from them yet to this point. Um, maybe Maybe something changes this week and that won't be the case. 
Uh, but we haven't really seen anything to indicate that to this point. Um, with the defense with Alabama, Minka Fitzpatrick is one of my, my favorite players in college football. Yeah. He has been for quite some time. Um, the one thing I have seen him struggle with a little bit, and then also Alabama's defense has struggled with the, you know, the, the intermediate to deep passing, if you will. And, and when I say struggle, I use that word loosely, right? So, um, you know, what's going into this particular game, do you think they're going to try to pressure LSU to try to throw the ball deep? Because we've thrown maybe a, a couple few passes here and there deep and completed those passes. But really, you know, we've been throwing a lot of, you know, screen screen passes and then running those jet sweeps and things of that nature. How, how much of that do you think is going to come into play for Alabama's defense to pressure us to make us throw the ball down the field? Yeah, I think one of the interesting things with Alabama's defense this year is that when they lost two of their top three outside linebackers in the first week of the season, um, Jeremy Pruitt, the defensive coordinator, decided that he kind of needed to be able to bring pressure from some other places. And they've continued to kind of have injuries in the front seven. Uh, you know, we, we don't know if Deshaun Hand is going to play. So they've done some things like bringing guys off the edge in the secondary on blitzes. Um, Levi Wallace, the cornerback, had two sacks against Tennessee. Minka Fitzpatrick, like you said, has a couple of sacks. So I think when you bring guys out of the secondary like that, obviously you're opening yourself up to be hit deep a little bit. Um, that's kind of the formula for beating Alabama. If, if you look at what's worked well over the last few years, is get Alabama to turn the ball over a few times, hit a few big plays, and don't make many mistakes of your own. Um, that might be one of the weaknesses of this defense. But like you said, you know, weaknesses when you're talking about Alabama's defense is really a relative thing. It just means that they don't do it as well as they do mm-hmm. some of the other things that they do. With uh, Ben Jones talking about Alabama 8-0, 5-0 conference play. But, you know, the one thing is, though, the Ben, that, you know, even going back to the, the SEC championship game against Georgia, in which that one was a tight one, it, it wasn't that extending play type of quarterback. You look at the last seven guys that have defeated Alabama, Cam Newton, Johnny Manziel, Chad Kelly, Bo Wallace, Nick Marshall, Deshaun Watson, and uh, Cordell Jones. All of those guys are ex- – play extenders and Danny Edling is not one of those play extenders so you know just winging in a prayer thinking like oh well you know he may scramble uh, when he's under pressure that just don't happen against his team it's a quarterback that's known by design that he can extend the play that has had success and he's had success running and throwing the ball yeah that's a good point um, and I think it goes back to what we were talking about just a few minutes ago that LSU to, to really have a chance in this game will need to be able to stand up in the trenches because it's not as though Danny Etling can go out there and extend plays on his own, or, you know, buy two or three extra seconds of time. If if the offensive line, if the protection breaks down, um, then Etling is going to be in trouble. So that's going to be somewhere where LSU will have to be strong today. Ben, when you look at the Alabama offense, one thing we've been talking about, no one has had to had to make Alabama, or Alabama has not had to be forced into passing the football when they didn't want to force. They've been able to pass when they wanted to pass. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've been able to dictate the pace of the game. And that's interesting. Which one of these final three opponents, uh, if any of them can, LSU, Mississippi State, or Auburn, force Alabama, force Jalen Hurst to check down and not run, make him look to someone other than Ridley? Because outside of that, I I don't see anything else that they've shown offensively uh, weaknesses in. Maybe you can lighten us if they have. Yeah, I I think – one thing that Alabama would like to see a little bit more of, um, I don't I don't think they've been holding anything back at this point, is having a little bit more consistency on some of the downfield or some of the mid-range throws from Jalen. Uh, I think they do a pretty good job of, of doing some of the shorter or lateral throws, like you said, out to Calvin Ridley in the flats or to some of the running yeah. backs. Um, Brian Dable, the new offensive coordinator, 
came from the Patriots, um, and they've really kind of emphasized using the running backs in the passing game. Um, but I think that for as much as Jalen Hurts has improved throwing the ball across the middle to guys this year and, and kind of hitting guys in that 10 to 20 or 10 to 25-yard range, um, they could probably still stand to see him make a couple more plays like that a game um, and find a way for him to do it, whether that's rolling him out of the pocket, uh, you know, moving guys around the line, before, moving guys around before the snap, um, kind of making other ways to make the offense successful. Ben Jones, giving us the latest on Alabama uh, from TideSports.com and the Tuscaloosa News. Ben, let everybody know how they can keep up with you on social media. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at BW underscore Jones. You can follow the Tide Sports on Twitter at Tide Sports. Uh, and you can read me on TideSports.com or the Tuscaloosa News. So, Ben, of these last three, when you look at Alabama's schedule, the way it's set up, uh, LSU, Mississippi State, and Auburn, which, which, which of the three opponents you think gives them the toughest, ch- toughest challenge? I think Auburn mm-hmm. probably does. Um, you know, personnel-wise, LSU is probably as good as Auburn. Um, but I think having to go to Auburn and, and that kind of rivalry um, atmosphere is a little bit more difficult than what they'll have to face here tonight in Tuscaloosa. Ben Jones, Alabama football cover for TideSports.com and the Tuscaloosa News. Ben, thank you so much for the time. Enjoy the game this evening. Yep, thanks for having me. All right, when we continue, Brian Lazar, senior writer at TigerBait.com, will be with us. And still yet to come, Herb Tyler's keys to the game and his prediction, LSU and Alabama. 7-10 kickoff tonight right here on WWL. But first up, here's a CBS update. Senior writer at TigerBait.com at BLDOR at B-L-D-O-R-E. Brian Lazar joins us now. Brian, LSU and Alabama on surface. Uh, what comes to mind? What do you see when you see this matchup this week between 19th-ranked LSU and 2nd-ranked Alabama? Well, look, I mean, first of all, everybody knows that, you know, Alabama is the better team this year. And, uh, you know, for LSU to pull off the upset, I think, first of all, uh, the defense has to play well. And by playing well, particularly, you know, if possible, hold Alabama to field goals, you know, and Alabama threatens, but keep them to three points rather than seven. And then uh, the defense has to force some takeaways or force some turnovers and get some takeaways so LSU has a short field uh, with which to work. I, I just don't see LSU's offense, you know, say putting together three 75-yard drives against Alabama. So uh, defense has to, you know, do a good job, force some turnovers in it, and then probably special teams can play a factor. LSU needs to probably get, uh, you know, get a touchdown because of special teams, whether it's on a punt return or forcing a, a turnover on a, on a kick. Uh, to get some quick points, Brian. I want you to go over what you what what you told me on Thursday when I asked you about. I said, Brian, you know, twenty one points. Uh, you know, what do you what do you think about that? And you broke down the last several matchups, first half, second half, and what LSU uh, lost by. And I found that very interesting. Break that down for us again. Yeah, look, the, the six game losing streak. Uh, the three games that were played in Tiger Stadium have all been, uh, you know, relatively close, very close. You know, uh, LSU lost uh, last year ten to nothing when Alabama scored all its ten points in the fourth quarter. Uh, the year, the year before that, uh, the time before that, LSU had the lead. Alabama tied it right at the end and then won in overtime. And then the time before that is when LSU had the lead and Alabama scored on the screen pass from A.J. McCarron to T.J. Yeldon in the final minute. So the game's been very close in Baton Rouge. LSU's had as, as, you know, a, as good a chance as Alabama's winning. Now, in the three games not played in Baton Rouge, the national championship game in New Orleans and then the last two trips to Tuscaloosa, you know, the average score in those three losses has been about 30-10. to 10. 
And in all three of those games, LSU played close for a half, and then Alabama pulled away in the second half. In fact, in those three games, if you look at the points scored after halftime, it's been 50 to nine in favor of uh, of Alabama. So you can see just that's just what's happened. LSU's been able to play on the away from home, close for a half, and then you know Alabama pulls away. Brian, now when you see this, what is the biggest? Why has Alabama been able to to dominate LSU in the games they've been able to dominate? Is it is it in the trenches? So take us through why LSU was close, seemingly close to Alabama when they won in ten and eleven to Alabama's six game win streak. What has separated the two in that distance? Well, LSU is a running team, and they and they have not been able to run the football in Alabama, with the exception of the game in 2012 where LSU certainly should have won that game. That's one when Alabama scored in the final minute to win. You know, Jeremy Hill rushed for over 100 yards in that game. Outside of that game, no LSU back has had more than 80 yards. And really, it's been usually, uh, you know, I think there's only one time that an LSU back had more than, you know, 50 yards. So they can't run. Uh, And then the quarterbacks, uh, you know, Zach Mettenberger had a couple of good games against him throwing the football. You know, he, he completed almost two-thirds of his passes uh, for over 500 yards in the two games that he played, but only two touchdowns, and he was sacked seven times. So that's the other issue. LSU can't protect because in these six games, 20 sacks for Alabama. So it's, it's basically, you know, it's more – what has happened when LSU's had the football, their inability to run, and then their inability to protect the quarterback. And, you know, that's if, if the defense doesn't, for LSU doesn't play extremely well, then they wear down and get beat late in the game. Senior writer at TigerBait.com, Brian Lazar is here with us now. Brian, what do you see this as keys from the, from the LSU offensive side against Alabama's defense? Well, you, you know, you, you try to hit a big play. You know, LSU has been able to hit some deep passes this year. And we all know that Alabama's secondary, you, it can give up some deep balls. So you hope that uh, Etling can connect with one of the receivers on a deep ball one time. And then you hope maybe, uh, you know, you can bust a jet sweep one time. And, you know, LSU, it's not like LSU gaining consistent yardage on the jet sweep. You know, there was a game a few weeks ago where the wide receivers had 105 yards on 10 carries, but 70 of the yards came on one run by Gage. So you run that enough, and maybe you can break one. Well, so if you if you can break a long ball uh, through the pass, break a long run with the uh, jet sweep, and then maybe get a turnover and get good field position, start from deep in Alabama's territory, well, that gives you maybe you can get three scores that way. And that's look, that's got to be enough. You know, you're not going to get more than that against. Them. And Alabama's Alabama's uh, offense, uh, Brian Herbert and I've been sitting here talking about how you know when you look at those numbers. You brought this up the other day about you know how he he loves Hurts loves to get the ball to Calvin Ridley with forty one grabs, but the next closest to him has twelve. Is is that the best opportunity you think, Dave Aranda's? Hey, let's let's force this guy into pass and make his progressions, and then if he gets ready to run, let's make sure he doesn't run free. Right, you know, make him where you can shut down the run, make him have to throw really concentrate on Ridley. Now, look, if you make him have to throw and some of their other receivers have big nights, well, tip your hat to them and say, okay, y'all, you know, you're better than us. Y'all have more options than we have, so congratulations. But I think that's what you got to do. And, and basically, that's what LSU did last year against Alabama. You know, they took the run away, 
you know, Hurts made the, the big touchdown run late. But, I mean, look, LSU kept Alabama's offense under control, and that's what, that's all that you can hope that it, it can do is keep them under control. And, uh, you know, somehow LSU can manage, uh, you know, two, three touchdowns some way. Senior writer at TigerBait.com, Brian Lazar. All right, Brian, LSU, Alabama, how you see this one winding down tonight, the Tide and the Tigers? Well, look, I, you know, I'd like to say that, you know, this is going to be a special night, but, you know, I, I can't see that right now. LSU has brought better teams uh, to Tuscaloosa in, uh, against Nick Saban, and, and they haven't had a whole lot of success there. They only have, you know, they have the two wins, and, uh, and this team – you know, I just can't see how LSU is going to be able to move the ball. So I think this is very similar to what's happened the last two times. And LSU is going to play close for a half, and then I think Alabama is just going to wear things down uh, after halftime. So I'm calling it Alabama 30, LSU 12. Alabama 30 to 12 over LSU. Senior writer at TigerBait.com on Twitter at BLDOR. That's Brian Lazor at BLDORE. Brian, thank you so much for the time. No problem, Pete. Talk to y'all later. All right. We'll take a time out, and then we will come back and get Herb's keys to today's game. Nobody's giving us a chance, man. Come on. Well, you get the chance to give him a chance. All right. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. All right. (laughs) Count you down to LSU and Alabama here on WWL. LSU and Alabama coming up tonight. Herb Tyler is here with us. Herb Tyler. Tiger. First off, uh, LSU's offense against Alabama's defense, seemingly where the most people figure is the biggest mismatch in favor of Alabama. Definitely. Um, That's what everybody seems to figure, but – you know, sometimes the unimaginable happens, right? And you know, the 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 bigger they are, the harder they fall. So, right now, everybody seems to be on that Alabama bandwagon, saying that they're going to come in and they're going to do this and they're going to do that. And yeah, rightfully so. Their record speaks for itself. Um, the numbers speak for themselves as well. So, you know, I'll I'll I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, Alabama's defense is, um, I guess, one up our offense right now, but I think we'll see something different tonight. Now, Herb, when you look at it, the Alabama offense against the LSU defense. Alabama's offense right now is on the road. They got a three-headed monster back there in their running backs. Uh, the offensive line is one of the best in the in the country, if not the best. They got one of the best pure athletes in the country, Calvin Ridley. Um, the quarterback is now a true sophomore, and um, he's, he's, he's been playing some really decent ball here as of late. Still struggling a little bit, if you will, um, with with the intermediate and deep passing uh, or third and longs, if you will. Um, our defense is starting to find themselves. Uh, our young DBs are getting better and better every day. We have, I think, the best defensive coordinator in the country. Um, and um, Orton Key is coming to his own. Um, Mr. Rashard Lawrence is making some plays as well. Um, and Devin White, I think, is the best pure linebacker in the country as well. So we're going to see um, we're going to see some battles. I think we'll see some battles. I don't think it's just going to be those guys just running completely over us. Um, I think our defensive linemen are going to take this challenge and they're, they're going to uh, give it their best that they can do as well as our linebackers and DBs. All right, before we get Herb's prediction, let's get you caught up on the college football scoreboard here. This is SEC action right now in the Southeastern Conference. Number one, Georgia leads South Carolina 21-7 late in the third. At halftime in Lexington, it is Kentucky looking for their seventh victory. They lead Ole Miss 20-17 at 
the break at halftime. Arkansas leads Coastal Carolina 17-14. to A final today from College Station, it was Auburn 42, Texas A&M 27. Final day from Starkville, Mississippi. It is Mississippi State 34-23 to over UMass. Next week, Mississippi State gets their shot at Alabama. Final day from Columbia, Missouri. The Missouri Tigers 45, the Florida Gators 16. Vanderbilt picks up their fourth victory of the season as the Commodores take care of Western Kentucky 31-17. Later tonight is Southern Miss 5-3 at 3-5 Tennessee and LSU and Alabama coming up at 7-10 this evening. Now we'll get you caught up on some top 25 scores. Right now in a three-hour, or nearly three-hour delayed contest earlier today, uh, 11 a.m. kickoff. This has uh, been delayed because of lightning. They're now in the start, about early in the third quarter, 10 minutes left. Number 24 Michigan State 14, number 7 Penn State 14. Number 3 Notre Dame leads Wake Forest 31 to 10 early in the third quarter. Uh, also early in the third quarter, number 20 NC State 21, number 4 Clemson 17. Uh, upset alert, keep an eye on this one. Early in the second half, start of the third quarter, Iowa 31, number 6 Ohio State 17. West Virginia leads number 15 Iowa State 20 to 10, about 7 and some change in the third. This is another top 25 matchup. Uh, both of these teams trying to keep their Pac-12 hopes alive. It's number 25, Washington State, 17. Number 21, Stanford, 14. Coming and, back, baby. Yes, Coming back. in Bedlam, a high-scoring, high-scoring first half. 8-12 left to play in the second quarter. Number 5, Oklahoma, 35. Number 11, Oklahoma State, 24. They still got eight minutes left in the first half. Earlier today, number nine, Wisconsin, takes care of business. Freshman sensation, Jonathan Taylor, 29 carries, 183 yards, and a score as the Badgers improved to 9-0, 45-17 over Indiana. Also, early, uh, later tonight is number eight, TCU, against Texas. That is in, uh, let's see, Fort Worth at Carter Stadium, home of the Frogs. SMU in Dallas is entertaining 18th-ranked Central Florida. The Black Knights undefeated at 7-0. Number 13, Virginia Tech, the Hokies, at number 10, Miami. Oregon is at number 12, Washington. A big Pac-12 matchup has number 22, Arizona, still very much alive at 4-1 in Pac-12 play at 7-2 and 5-1, USC. And last night, top 25 matchup, number 23, Memphis, 41, Tulsa, 14. Herb Tyler. Now, Herb, special teams tonight. How can Alabama, how can Alabama be, how can they be, I guess you'd say, exported special team-wise? Well, I mean, you know, Alabama is going to be Alabama. They won't make mistakes. We've got to uh, not exploit them, but we have to not make mistakes either. But we still have to make plays, though. We've got to cover. um, We need a really good uh, kicking game. Out of our punter as well as our as well as our uh, kickoff guys and our field goal kickers. So we need to, whenever we're down in the red zone, we either need to score six or we need to at least get three out of it. And then when we're punting, we need to make sure we control the field positioning with our punts and whatnot. And we need to cover everything and and hit, wrap up, and bring these guys down. Herb, when you look at a team, and I look at Alabama, I go back and I think of. 
I think it was a blocked field goal against Georgia in the SEC championship game. That was the year that uh, Notre Dame went to the national championship and LSU, I mean, excuse me, not LSU, Alabama just crushed them. And basically it came down to a winner take all. Mm -hmm. Had Georgia won that game, they would have went to the national championship. I think Georgia ran back a blocked field goal for a score. We saw the the blocked field goal, uh, Alabama and Auburn a few years ago. But other than that, Alabama has not given up much on special teams. I mean, does it happen? I mean, how, how, I mean, it's easier to say, well, LSU need to do something in special teams. They need to be, you know, on the plus side of a team that leads the conference. They're plus 10 in the turnover ratio. That's all asking an awful lot. How do you how do you overcome looking at that? But those are the things that you have to do. You can't take a playoff. That's why you can't take a playoff if you're playing against the best or if you want to be the best. Every right. play counts. Every little thing that you do counts. So someone can get a blocked field goal. Someone can get a blocked punt. Uh, there could be a miss, uh, miss, you know, catch by the punter, and he drops the ball, and we're right there rushing as hard as we should be, yep. and we can scoop and score. So there's different things that can happen. That's why you play every second of every game at 100% or as, as hard as you possibly can play. All right, Herb, as we get closer to kickoff, was there one or two big moments or, or member, things that Herb Tyler remembers from LSU and Alabama? Now, now keep in mind, our listeners, LSU and Alabama was not what it is now. It was a different time. The Alabama program was in a different setting, a much different setting at that time. Uh, it was after the run that Coach Stallings had in the early 90s uh, mm-hmm. with Jay Barker and coming to Shea Townsend and all those guys when they came to the Sugar Bowl and knocked off Miami. That was one of the championships they yep. won. This was LSU's rivals at that time were Auburn and probably Florida, uh, some big matchups, and then Ole Miss. But what were some of the moments you remember from Alabama, her? Um, let's go 97. We went to Alabama and we beat them 28 nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I scored one touchdown or two touchdowns and three that's, for one. I don't care what, what state that program yeah, is. To go matter. somewhere and shut them out like that, out. that's yeah, big time. Absolutely. And then my senior year, you know, I, I, I played a really great game that, that, that game. But we lost like 38, 36 or something. Um, but, but we, we, you know, we played our hearts out and, and, um, and they were on, they were getting better and better. So. Um, that was a, another memorable game for myself. I, I played really well. Yeah, from the from the ledgers of the Herb Tyler found, <laughs> uh, found five, so to speak. Yeah. All right, Herb. LSU. Nobody's really giving them a chance. I nope. hear some people saying, "Well, they can hang around for a while, but Alabama's going to break them down." We know where yeah. you're going, but yeah. give us give Tiger fans Absolutely. some some substance here. Why you think LSU can win this game? Well, let me tell you something. First of all, we don't have anything to lose. Nobody's giving us not one chance. I mean, not even you know. A, a, no chance whatsoever let's call it that so right if 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 we can go in there and just play our game play lights out play tiger football let's play with a chip on our shoulder um let's have some pride within ourselves as coach l used to tell us all the time when i was playing ahead in the car um you know let's not let all the outside voices determine how we play and what we do within our play um you know, there was once this great movie uh, back in the days, Deacon. I know you know all about it. It's Rocky Four, Rocky Five, whatever. Rocky went up against the the great Russian, right? Yeah, he, this Ivan guy Drago. Was, Ivan was just tearing things up, and nobody gave Rocky a shot, man. Not one person. Not one person. And you know what's going to happen tonight? We are the Rocky of 2017 <laughs> versus Alabama, baby. <laughs> Alabama's coming in, and they're, they're, they got all of the, the, the techie stuff on, and they're punching stuff, and they're 3,000 pounds per punch and all this stuff. And we're hit. We're beating some meat up in the freezer, baby. And we're going to come out on top tonight. So my prediction tonight is LSU 24, 
Alabama 21, and we're going to shock the nation right here, right That's now. That's Herb Tyler. He's the great one. Go Tigers, I'm Dick Bellavere for Herb Tyler, and thanks to Dave Potter of next LSU in Alabama yes, here sir. on WWL. Go, Go Tigers. Tigers, baby. Go Tigers. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.